down, Catherine. Do the fans expect a cold opening? You're a cold opening. Oh! <laughs> Welcome to Calm Down, Catherine. I'm Catherine. Thank you for joining us today and listening to the Calm Down, Catherine podcast. Today, I have uh, two special guests with me. Um, to start, we have our special guest, Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Thank you for joining us. Hello. I'm happy to be here. Uh, some people come up on the street and said, hey, aren't you the co-host of that Calm Down? I'm like, no, uh, uh, uh. I'm just a special guest. Not a co. Don't don't come here with that co-host talk. Co-host you have you have another special guest though. Our other special guest today. I'm very excited about it. Excited about this one. Uh, because this is um, we have a special science correspondent, which works out really well because then oh. we can hit a whole other like level of topics that we wouldn't have been able to talk about before because we didn't know anything about it. You know, science. So are we rebranding this podcast? We're going to be more sophisticated. Mm-hmm. No, I doubt. Is there a dress code? Should I be wearing a tie? Well, do you have a lab coat? I'm wearing a lab coat so that I look sciencey. Should we be trying to talk like NPR podcast now? Like, um, actually, if you could talk like this, it would improve the entire podcast. So, I would like to introduce our next special guest, our science correspondent. Charles. Yes. Hello, Charles. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Hello. show. Hello, Catherine. I've been so excited to be on this podcast today. I really am glad that Charles joined us so we don't actually have to talk like scientists the entire time. Um, Charles was telling me the other day um, about... I forgot the word already, Charles. Symbiosis. 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 Is that like mitosis? Mitosis are burning. So, what can you tell us? What say it again? Symbiosis. Symbiosis. Could you tell us what that is, please? So it's like how two different organisms benefit off each other, and they have like they have like an agreement, like a contract that like helps each other out, and they both have benefits. They have to both have benefits. Okay, like what's an example? Like uh, America and the prison system. (laughs) No. Uh, Charles, what is a science example? Well, there's an acacia ant in the acacia tree. The acacia ant kills stuff like grasshoppers and gets rid of vines that will block the tree from having, like, sunlight. And the tree provides the ant with food and, like, shelter. Probably. Okay, I know what we're talking like about. a secret club. Oh, I like it. Okay, so kind of like, I've seen this on nature shows. You've got an alligator, or a crocodile, yeah. and a crocodile, I think, and the crocodile will open up its mouth, and these birds will come and, like, eat the food out of the crocodile's teeth. And so the bird benefits because it gets the food from the crocodile's teeth. And the crocodile benefit, and he doesn't eat the bird, even though he could, because the bird's in his mouth. But the crocodile benefits because crocodiles have little, short little arms, and they can't brush their teeth. Get it? That's funny. You guys aren't even laughing. That's hilarious! (laughs) It's a good thing they don't make an alligator toothbrush, or else the birds would be out of a job. Right, right. You think if they did market 
a toothbrush for alligators, it'd be shaped like one of them birds, so it knew what it <laughs> yeah, was for. Yeah, it would know what it, to use it for. Yeah, it'd be kind of like a toothpick, maybe more like a toothpick than a brush. Be all like fancy and feathered. Yeah. It's weird how we were talking, we had this pleasant conversation about acacia trees. All of a sudden, we're talking about alligators over here, crocodiles, whatever. Like, it's science. Like, yeah. what is the word? Symbiotic. Symbiosis. Symbiosis. How do you spell that? S Y M B I O S I S. Because I'm sciencey and I know how to spell Science. The science of spelling. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's think of some other examples. Um, I recall. Uh, this is one is boring, but isn't like lichen? I learned about this when building a train set. That they you can buy dried lichen to pretend to be shrubberies and such for your shrubbery. Train set. And lichen is really two other living organisms that like grow together. Some would say with symbiosis. Did I use it right? Yeah. And symbiosis. But they you think they're one plant, but it's not. See, I was thinking symbiotic, which is like Venom and Tom Hardy. Tom Tom Hardy? Yeah, Tom Hardy and Venom. Or I guess you could say Venom and Topher Grace, which whichever one you prefer. They were I think they were supposed to be the same character. Not I mean they obviously aren't the same they weren't a sequel. But it's uh, Eddie Brock. Okay, fine. Everybody knew what I was saying when I said Tom Hardy. I thought you meant Mad Max. No, I not think Mad Max. people recognize Tom Hardy more than Eddie Brock. So yeah. Oh really? Because yeah, when you say <laughs> when you say Eddie Brock, I'm like, what? Chop a broccoli? <laughs> chop a broccoli? <laughs> what if they had done that Venom movie with Topher Grace instead of Tom Hardy? <laughs> it would not have been like. First of all, no one likes Topher Grace. That's the only reason he worked in that one. Uh, Spider-Man movie is because he's kind of a weenie. And he's supposed to be the bad guy. Yeah, and he's supposed to be the bad guy. And so it was like... But he is the bad guy. I mean, yeah, he is the bad guy, but he's kind of a weenie, so no one likes him, and no one feels bad that the symbiotic thing kind of absorbed him. Yeah, he was probably getting his lunch money stole from him. So usually, th- those Venom creatures, they're normally like parasites, but like with Tom Hardy, it was more of a symbiosis. Yeah. Well, wasn't the movie like if it wasn't a good match, the thing would just kill the guy, the people? Yeah, it was on. It'd yeah. be more like Science. a parasite. And Science. all I remember is that it took over a dog, and then. Oh really? Happened. Yeah. There was a dog venom. The um, the evil one. Trying to fight one of those Didn't... would be rough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, science guy over there does not think that was a funny one. Do you hear that? There's a little sympathy laugh. <laughs> <laughs> what is the science of humor? That's my question. No. <laughs> All right. Do we have any other? He clearly doesn't know it. Here's the thing. Symbiosis is a really fun word to say. Symbiosis. Yeah. So do we have any other examples? Yeah. Science guy. You got another one? Yeah. There's the pistol shrimp. Pistol what's now? Pistol shrimp. Pistol. So, like, well, let me get this straight. Shrimps and guns team up? No. <laughs> there is a type of fish and this pistol shrimp. They team up because the pistol shrimp is blind. So, it goes about making tunnels. Tunnels in the water? For the, yeah, for the fish and itself. And what the fish does is it looks out for predators and it's like touching the um, shrimp. So when it moves its tail, it means to go back in the tunnel because there's a predator about to eat it. 
but also they're called the pistol shrimp because they're the loudest animal in the ocean. Ooh, okay. Because of their snapping. <clears throat> this I know about. This I know about. All you right. know about this one. Jamie Foxx. Ja- there was this movie. It this was, is your knowledge about pistol shrimp. This is all I know about pistol shrimp. Is they're very powerful, and here's how this, I know. Jamie Foxx played one in a movie. Jamie Foxx played one in a movie. There's a movie is this where that JGL Sharkstown movie. JGL was bulletproof. You took this pill, and when you took this pill, you had powers for five minutes, or you might explode. And the first time you take the pill, you don't know what your powers are. But so you take it. Maybe you explode. Maybe you get a power. JGL would get bulletproof because he uh-huh. was a cop. It worked out well. This other lizard guy, he, like, got heat powers where, like, he'd catch on fire. I can relate to that one. Sometimes I'm, I'm just like, boom, firepower. Yeah, but she doesn't need a pill. Oh, I see. Like, so sometimes you'll be hanging out and all of a sudden, boom, you're hot. I'm like, boom, powers activate. And well, then you, I start you, spitting hot flames wait, this, at people. You activate this power on purpose? Yeah. With a snap when of I a need, finger? When I need to spit hot flames. Well, now, oh. you, now you need to be played by Chris Evans in a movie. Yeah. Yeah, what? Chris Evans will play me. Why? Anyway, so Taurus. Jamie Foxx, oh. he's the first person they experimented on with these these power pills. And then, um, like, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So now they finally perfected them. I'll put that in quotes because still yeah. some people are blowing up. And so what happens is they kidnap Jamie Foxx's daughter. They have to go save her. And they never reveal what is Jamie Foxx's power, right? Like, everybody's like, oh, it worked on him, but what is his power? Turns out he, what is it, the pistol shrimp? He's got pistol shrimp powers. Pistol shrimp power. But here's the thing. So when he activates his pistol shrimp. What? Part of your everyday breakfast. Yeah. When he activates his pistol shrimp powers, boom, he does a, he snaps. Is that what makes the noise? He snaps, big explosion, wipes out everybody around him. But here's the, here's the catch. Here's why he wasn't just using it through the whole movie is it wipes him out. And so he's always really close to death, death. But get this, the reason they were after his daughter, spoiler alert, if you haven't already seen it, the power to move. She has the power to move you. Like telekinesis? No. She has healing powers. Healing powers? You're like, wait, I already saw this once, and it was in uh, X-Men 2. X, X, X more. X-Men 2. X-Men 2. 2X to be forgotten. uh, The girl tries to wake up Wolverine. He wakes up with a star. He stabs her, but then she sucks his healing powers out. And heals no. herself of the wound that he gave her. But Isn't no, it, this is a little different. That's the first X-Men movie. Okay, fine. X-Men 1. Fine. I can't keep them all straight. Anyway, so they, in this movie with the pistol shrimp, mm-hmm. he uses his pistol shrimp powers to save JGL. Pistol shrimp powers And this activate. girl and his daughter. Yeah, he's like, pistol shrimp, activate. <laughs> Boom. And then he almost dies. He's laying there weak, but he saved everybody he loved, so that was okay. But then his daughter, who didn't have to take the pill to get her powers activated, because she was born when her, or she was conceived when her dad was under the power thing. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So he took the pill. She was born when And then in the next five minutes, (laughs) he conceived a child. Yep. (laughs) And with his... (laughs) That's why they called him a pistol. That was, that, that was part like so. They, was this like a military experiment? Yeah, it was a military experiment. In the movie, they left that part on the cutting room floor. They're like, it's too graphic. Anyway, <laughs> Jamie so, Fox probably doesn't want you to think too much about how his nickname shrimp. afterwards was Pistol Shrimp <laughs> right. after everybody witnessed him yeah. in a loving embrace with his 
wife. Yes. So anyway, his daughter naturally has healing powers, which is why they wanted the daughter to study her and her powers. So then she heals her dad. Hey. So sweet. Now that I think about it, it goes full circle. Didn't um, didn't Jamie Foxx play the bad guy in One of the Amazing Spider Men? Is that full circle though? Wasn't the wasn't he was electric guy? I think guy. the full circle is that Jamie Foxx and his daughter are symbiotic. Oh, that's so sweet. Are they? Yeah, because he See? she can't survive without him exploding all the enemies, I, and he can't survive without her healing powers healing him after he explodes everybody. I think that just called parenting. So in this movie's <laughs> example, in this movie's example, he's the pistol shrimp, and she's the kind of fish that our science correspondent didn't know the name of. Yeah, the other fish that um, moves yeah. its tail. And that that fish that fish has healing properties. Yeah. So when the head, uh, you know what? Probably what happened to the pistol shrimp is his eyes got poked out by the other. Oh yeah, uh, and yeah, then, definitely. And by the um, people trying to, or the fish trying to eat him, and then this other fish helped him. Yeah. With healing, his healing powers. It's like what um, Jesus said. It's just like Jesus. Um, <laughs> but he heals your soul. Oh, when the when he told the story about how, like the person was hurt. And then all the people that were, like, in, like, all the, the other... The Good Samaritan? Yeah. So none the of the... Samaritan. What you're saying is that a predator ate the eyes of the shrimp. Yeah. And three other shrimp passed by <laughs> and crossed to the other side of the lake. Exactly. In order uh-huh. to not help the pistol shrimp. But then came this lowly fish. Yeah. Lowly exactly. And fish. used its healing powers yeah. on the pistol shrimp. And who exactly. was... Re- which... So the guy came to Jesus and said, but who is supposed to be my symbiotic partner? And then he told that parable about the pistol shrimp. Yeah. And people would have assumed that the other pistol shrimps would be in symbiosis with him. But it turns out it was the enemy fish that was really his symbiosis. Okay, okay. Do we have any other examples of symbiosis. Well, science guy, I remember something from science. I learned science once in a while. I'm not going to claim I'm a qualified to be a science correspondent so i'm only a special guest and sometimes yeah. host of the douglas dang podcast that's a sometimes. totally different thing we're not even talking about that anyway what's we your example be. smarty pants <laughs> well he brought up ants earlier and he because he said there were some ants teamed up with some tree which seems weird but uh there is the other classic example of the way that ants will raise aphids like cattle right they're like aphids are these other little green bugs? And if they can, they in some people, they're a pest to certain plants because they'll like tomato out, plants, I think. Yeah, they'll suck out the sap and they can in their body, they'll make like something very sugary out of it. So the ants on purpose will bring aphids to certain kinds of trees and then they'll suck the sap out. The ants will get the sap and then they'll give it to the aphids so that they'll blow up big full of this. Uh, sugary stuff, and then the 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 ants will milk, so to speak, the aphid to get this delicious so, stuff. They milk them, all right. But it's a sugary thing that comes out, so it's not like milk. It's more like Kool Aid. Well, it, it's less like milk, too, because they're bugs. They don't have nipples. Oh, so, so they're not milking. They're not like <laughs> nursing Kool Aid so out of the bugs' nipples. We, Where is it coming to, out of? We're trying to be highbrow here with our science <laughs> correspondent, our rebranding. I, it's try, I'm trying to impress the I don't science remember, We're becoming PG. <laughs> I, I remember 
I don't remember all the details, but you gotta figure it's gonna come out of one end or the other of their digestive system. Take your pick. So... Thanks for the interesting story, Nathan. I think that for the aphids, if they were to take their pick... Yeah, like they, yeah. They would want it becoming out of the other end. The top of the, out of their butts. Their hind ends. I feel like if it comes out of your mouth, then it hurts more for the people doing it. But it'd be better for the ants. Right, the ants, like all right. the ants would say, we're you all, know what? We're all trying to avoid the real question here. One, would you rather eat Kool Aid diarrhea or or Kool Aid vomit? And I think everyone in this room would answer Kool Aid vomit. Yeah. Got to go with vomit. But, but how that, is, is that, that what the ants are doing? That's not beneficial to well, the aphids. It depends on what, like, if the diarrhea is, like, super liquidy, then it'd be better. But, like, if it's chunky, just like the di- the, just like the vomit, then I would rather take the vomit. Well, either way, I think it's, like, Kool-Aid. But I think it's, right, like, because it's a sugar. chunky. I, yeah, I you don't want chunky. If, if, Kool-Aid's if it's, gross. If it's vomit, <laughs> you're like, oh, that was It's closer food to food, yeah. With a little bit of stomach acid thrown in. Ew. But if it's coming out the other end, there's no, there's no, it's nothing like food at all. It's been through their system. Yeah. It's. So here's my theory then. All right. So, but for the aphids, if they're puking up their stuff. Then they're not getting nutrition. So I'm thinking yeah. it's got to come out the hind yeah. end. And you said that the ants were raising the aphids like cattle. Yeah. Did you say cattle? Do they kill them? Here's cattle. the thing, though. Do they kill I'm them th- eat them? No. no, they only want to eat the Kool-Aid They're, they're diarrhea. So here's what I'm thinking. The aphids, from their point of view, uh-huh. they're not being raised as cattle. They are being served by these ants. To them, they are in charge. These lowly ants. Yeah, and the ants are their servants. They bring them food. And then they lick lick their butts (laughs) (laughs) to keep them clean. So to me, I mean, isn't that kind of... Would you say, ooh, how about this? Dogs and humans are symbiotic. Similar sort of thing. How how do you mean similar? (laughs) Are we milking dogs? No, but we pick up their poop. And as far as the dogs know... We might be eating it. We're not. I'm not eating dog poop. But I mean, this, if a dog thought about it, the dog's probably like, why are you putting my poop in a bag? This just bag? reminded me of two things. One, we were learning, like, I, I learned about... In science class? Yes. Science. These, there's these birds that help this tree. Like, they spread around the seeds because they plant them in the ground. Like, they help them when, the, uh, when all the other animals eat the nuts and stuff. And it's like a it's it's a symbiotic relationship. Like the the plant provides them with food and such, but it reminds me because bulldogs have trouble making babies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how do they make babies? No. Stop. That's gone too far. Too far. Where did you Here's research the- this bulldog question? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We're failing being PG. Yeah. All right. Now, I, but both sides had to get a benefit, right? So, like, for the dogs, they get someone to help them make babies, and they get someone to pick up their poop. But for the human, they get love. Aww. And they get money from selling the babies. Oh. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. Now you've turned it into slavery. Yeah, I was, I was turning it. I was trying to bring the whole thing together. I was trying to think of... Oh, wouldn't it be nice if I could bring this whole thing together into like a symbiotic relationship I have yeah. and it, about love. Oh, now, do you have a pet? No, I don't. I was thinking more my symbiotic relationship might be with my husband because get this. 
I can see a bug from a mile away. Exactly. But I am very short. I can see a bug from a mile away. I am very short. So if the bug is more than like six feet off the ground, I can't kill it. Mm. My That's husband, my husband never sees a bug. Mm. But he's really tall. Is he like so? Boom, he can kill it. So, so he so, kills. What's his benefit? He, love. The, I spot the bugs for him. <laughs> Otherwise, he'd be laying around with bugs crawling all over him because he doesn't see them. <laughs> anyway, and love. And that the, and love. And then the bugs sneak up on him and pluck his eyes out. Yeah, gross. They'd eat your eyes. If my husband was just laying around, the bugs would come in, eat his eyes. He wouldn't even know. Yeah. Because <laughs> he can't see them. Gross. No, when you were, you were comparing... Whatever comes out of the aphid to Kool-Aid, it made me think of like, what is the relationship we have with Kool-Aid Man? Is when he <laughs> That's a good question. He's he's a big glass pitcher full of Kool-Aid. Is is he giving us his puke or his diarrhea when he pours out a glass? Or is he pouring out his blood for us? <gasps> Maybe Kool-Aid Man is a Christ figure. I don't I giving don't think so. his blood. That's true. For our refreshment. I don't think that's what Jesus it's, it's, not for your exactly, it's not exactly the same. That's right. It's not exactly the same. Slightly it's different. It's important to know that Kool-Aid Man does not symbolize this is, right. Yeah, this, this is my pot, blood this- <laughs> given for your refreshment. Yeah, no, that's that doesn't seem right. I think I think Charles the Science Man is right. Uh it is important to note that in this podcast, Kool-Aid Man does not represent a Christ figure. I take it back. All right, does uh, is that it for all our symbiotic They always show yeah. Kool-Aid being red, the, the the liquid inside the glass pitcher, even though they got lots of different colors of Kool-Aid. Well, maybe we're at war with Kool-Aid Man, because if you think about it, he's always knocking down walls. That is true. We're drinking his guts, and he's knocking down walls. I think we might be at war. Oh, Kool-Aid yeah! Man. Or maybe, you know how they make those Kool-Aid packets that, like, you pour into water, mm-hmm. and it becomes, like, all sugary oh, you pour into water. Maybe those are, like, the Kool-Aid's babies. And oh, so are you coming back, back to the bulldog, bulldog thing? thing? Bulldog? Gross! <laughs> gross! Now we're... Dr- Ugh, I don't want to think about that. So, so, so Kool-Aid Man comes with little packets, too? Yeah. <laughs> so, stop. All right, that's enough. Thank you, everybody, for joining us with the Calm Down Catherine podcast. I know it's been a while since we've had one. Um, but, hey, in the corona, Science. ideas are slow coming. So we got to have... You know, when we find one, we're going to grab it. And we're going to squeeze it into a podcast. And uh, like we Are we birds. talking about the bulldog yeah. again? No, stop! <laughs> That's enough. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry this is this is gone it's, even. It's just uh, like what we do with birds stop! in the sunscreen bottle. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that makes more sense. All right. Thank you guys for joining us. And we'll talk to you again next time. Douglas Let us know how you feel about these topics by emailing us at calmdowncath at gmail.com. Cath with a C, C-A-T-H. Or find us on Twitter at Calm Catherine. That's Calm and Catherine with a C, C A T H E R I N E. And maybe we'll feature you on our next podcast. Calm Down Catherine is brought to you by Pizza Bob's, home of the original chapati. We've bottled our world famous chapati sauce and now we'll ship it direct to you. That's right, you can have a taste of Ann Arbor in the comfort of your home. Just call 734 665 4517 to order now. 734 665 4517. What's that number again? 734 665 4517. Go steady, the portable pasta for those on the go.
Texoga Pants. Going country doesn't have to mean leaving comfort behind. Countdown Captain is produced at the studios of Analog Dungeon East by Nathan. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Calm down, Catherine. Countdown Catherine is hosted by Anchor.fm. Visit our website at anchor.fm slash calmdowncat. Listen on the Anchor app to leave a voice message and you might be featured on a future episode.